So you're watching, what are you watching right now? Kanye West Fade. Okay, so this is Tana Taylor. Okay. Who's in this, right? Sure. I don't know her name. This is, okay, so I think she's the girl. Do you remember when that, like, was he like a football player or something? He, his wife gave birth at home. There was like a phone call. Like he called and she had like given birth at home and he was like delivering the baby. (laughs) Kanye? No, no, no. Oh, the football player? Yes. Okay, okay. So like, I think there's like a phone call 911 where he's like, he delivered the baby at home. I think that's her. Oh, really? I think that's Where she wife. gave birth? Yeah. Oh, they got a kid, for sure. I don't know who she is or who the football player um, is. She does music and stuff. She's she's in uh, she's in some music videos, I feel like, of like Rihanna's or someone. Is she also known as like a dancer? Um, I mean, I think obviously she does some I, kind of dancing. I mean, yeah. But I think this music video made her huge. But I think she's signed to Kanye. Oh, okay. Um, so, oh, no, she's in... Uh, she's in... A big Sean that uh, I don't fuck with you. I think she's one of the cheerleaders in that. Oh, really? Because I recognize her face. But anyway, so this is a perfect example of a music video where I am looking at her for her vagina the entire time. And, <laughs> and I don't Not know. I don't I know that if was going, any Beeps. other straight women do this, but it's like whenever I see an instance where a vagina <laughs> I might you, fall men do out, it too. <laughs> I'm just like, how? And this is twofold. I'm looking at her vagina because I'm intrigued. But also, secondly, because I don't understand how it's not falling out of this very small thin underwear as a fat woman with a, as I said in Ari Fitz's video, a fat pussy. So I don't understand well, I mean, quite. you know, she's got a different shape. Yeah, girl. And it's a, it's a shape where like this underwear does not move. And her I just don't understand awesome. what it's like to have fitted underwear that doesn't move and show your goodies. <laughs> yeah, girl. Yeah. Why did you turn this music video on? You it just, just came just on needed, after the Kanye, after the other Kanye video. You just what needed was the something? One? Not Kanye, I'm sorry, Rihanna. It's not Kanye. Yeah, uh, Rihanna and N.E.R.D. Or yeah. Pharrell. Yeah. I never know the difference between N.E.R.D. and Pharrell because they're just, well, it's the same. <laughs> Pharrell's solo, N.E.R.D. was his, he was part of a group. Well, I remember N.E.R.D., but yeah. who else was in N.E.R.D.? Was it like a DJ dude oh, I don't or know. something? I imagine. Whoa, That's what, her husband. Where did this? Uh, That's her husband. Oh, they in a shower now. Yeah, girl. That's her husband? That's her husband. She's straight. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> this is fascinating for the podcast, I'm sure. Yeah, she's super she's sexy. Naked, bitch. God damn. Oh, now they're lying. Oh, I remember this. The cat face. Is there, is there, is there a baby in this? I think yeah. there might be a baby at the bottom. Because there is. Yep, yep. There's their kid. With the sheep? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, that's a music video. Kind of a religious imagery, it. I feel like. The, the herd Religion of sheep. Religion and fucking. I'm into it. Oh, anyway, girl, how's it going? It's uh, been a minute since we podcasted. Yes, yeah, literally, been, uh, literally minute, several minutes. About sixty seconds. <laughs> um, uh, I'm doing fine, Beebs. Um, I'm going to London this week, so I'm a little oh, stressed. Oh yeah, I gotta watch this pup. You gotta watch this pup. Um, not at all prepared. Uh, I don't know how I'm gonna be getting my videos up. We're gonna see if I can get a few videos done before I go. That's a long ass plane ride, so I'm just trying to figure out how to entertain myself. Is it, uh, it's like a ten hour it direct? plane ride. It's direct from LA to London. To LA to London. Oh, nice. Um, but I'm gonna leave at like six t- six p.m. this time, and then when I get there, I think it's gonna be like one p.m. or some shit like that in the afternoon. Yeah. Oh, so shit, I'm that's like skipping. Fuck you a, up. I'm skipping a day, so it'll oh, be Tuesday girl, when I get there. I know. Mess. And then I'm only there for three <laughs> days, and then I go back to New York for a few days. Yeah. And then I come back to LA. What's in New York, girl? Potential dick, maybe. Oh, God. Well, you never know. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> so you just going there for, yeah, for for to visit. I, New well, York? I really was like in my head, like, okay, well, it's just like a it's a long plane ride back and forth after three days. Mm-hmm. So I thought getting to New York would be quicker, but I think that it's still like an eight hour flight. So I'm like, well, this doesn't really make sense, but 
I'll have a few days in New York, I guess, and maybe I could say hi to some people and maybe touch a boy naked. You never know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. It's been a year. I've had sex in a year, so I don't even know if that'll happen. We'll see. Maybe I'll just get, you know, cuddled. I don't know. I don't know. I got the period that never ends. So who the fuck knows? <laughs> who knows what I'm going to be doing? Maybe this I'll make is the out period with that never ends. Yes, it goes, goes on and on, my friends. Flow, I got this flowing, flowing, deep flowing, birth flowing. control. <laughs> I thought it stop it where it started. Nonstop. Nonstop. <laughs> um, uh, I prayed that I would be one of the 30% of women that just would stop having a period. And God cursed me. So. Yeah, aren't there women that are like, yeah, I get my period like once a year? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, the, first of all, if you're getting your period once a year, you you might want to get that. I feel like a lot of people who are like athletes tend to. Yeah, but uh, I think their bodies just yeah, run differently. Sometimes when you're when your body mass index or whatever mm-hmm. is so low, mm-hmm. sometimes that's why a lot of times people with eating disorders and stuff will will struggle with menstruation and et cetera, et cetera. Bears like, can smell the menstruation. Like that. Yeah, girl. Um, all I know is I'm super, I, I go between being like, yes, women and blah, blah, blah. And we're not all women, but like, yay, ovaries and the power of ovaries. And then I'm like, oh, fuck this. <laughs> I don't even want kids. Why the fuck do I have to deal with this? Uh, it's so interesting. I was watching like a Facebook video once that was, I was talking with this girl who I think she's like in her early 20s. And she was like legally fighting against the government so that she could get a hysterectomy. Hmm. because they don't it was it was something where like a lot of doctors refused to do it because she's so young mm. and so they're like no you're gonna change your mind you're gonna change your mind she's like i'm not going to change my mind mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't want kids i never have wanted kids like how old was she i think she's like 23 or something or maybe she, she might have been like 19 or 20 i'm not sure mm. but like it's so interesting that like you're an adult and you can make decisions about any other part of your body that you want to change or do but it's like that's yeah. something that that still doctors and reproduction people will be, is still a, it's still like yeah. it's like a taboo thing of like well you you're gonna eventually you'll you'll grow up and you'll change your mind and it's like but legitimately some people just know they don't want to have kids yeah but also at twenty three mm. I I it's frustrating because as someone who's now older mm-hmm. I can see why people would say that be like look you say that now when you're twenty three and you're young and you want to blah 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 mm-hmm. and then like you might want to change your mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I and, but, so, and that's why paperwork exists, and so you know exactly the things that come along with this, and you make the decision. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, I still think if she wants it, she wants it, but it is yeah. an elective surgery, and so it probably wouldn't be covered by True. insurance, which you have to pay out of pocket. True. Um. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's 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 you know it's I not just, easy. Yeah, I I mean I'm all for there's just so many people in this fucking world, and if you don't want to have kids, I support the fuck out of it. You know? Yeah. You're like my baby, Beebs. Yeah, I'm like baby a baby. I, I think your baby's like a baby. My girl. baby's like my baby. Where's that baby? My little baby. Baby Margo. Sometimes I think about the day that I'm going to have to get another puppy. Yeah. And it makes me very sad, girl, because I'm just like, me and Margo, we got such a good rapport, man. Like, we mm-hmm. just, I just know her very well. You know, like, she doesn't, she doesn't even, she's just so chill. Mm-hmm. Like, I can get her, I can grab her, and like, and move her. And I was, that, last night I was using her as like, I put my feet on her, trying to use her as like a little, a little heat warmer. And, uh, and we're just cool. Like, I just know her temperament. I know her moods. I know what, you know, she's just so fucking cute. Mm-hmm. Not that there aren't other cute puppies. I'm sure that there will be. You know, Margo the second will come along. <laughs> but uh, Margo the first Call is so Maggie, good. Call her Maggie, girl. Maggie. Every Maggie. time, oh, every, ugh, every time they call from her vet, they call her Margaret. 
Yeah. And it fucks me up because mm. I'm like, okay, first of all, when you say that name, I think of my grandma. <laughs> yeah. But they always well, call her. Tea on you, they that, always bitch. call her Margaret. Well, it's better than when they call her Margot. I'm like, oh Jesus Christ, what she did I do? Going with Margot, girl. No, I like the T. M O M A R G O. I like the T. Or M A R G E A U. No, I like the T. Marjo. Marjot. No, I like the T. <clears throat> um. Yeah, oh, actually, we, we have a few followers on. What else is going on this on week? On the Twitches. London, New York. Um, Keith is torturing me with the idea of moving out this year. Mm-hmm. When do you think you're gonna move out, girl? Um, you gonna start looking in February. I'm gonna start looking in February. I don't. I'm not gonna be able to go as early as March, so I'm probably April. Okay. I'm thinking like April. Aprilish. Okay. Um. Yeah, because I'm going. I hope to... that April turns into May and May turns into June. I mean, you never know, girl. <laughs> girl, that's very true, girl. I'm trying not to be too sad about it because we don't know what's going to I might lose my job happen. and, you know, fuck, I'm going to have to stay here. <laughs> yeah, girl. Or, you know, or things might change. Like, you just, you never know. You never know the situation. Yeah. So, I'm not, I will say that I'm not in a rush for you to leave. You know, I, um, I, I like living with you a lot. I've enjoyed our time together. We're still yeah. going to be doing the podcast, so don't stress out. Because I think yeah. part of... Because someone was asking me, like, would you change the name of the podcast? And I was like, well, first of all, <laughs> you don't know how this shit works because you can't change the name of a fucking oh, podcast. Yeah. You got to start we a new can't. RSS feed. And I started a new RSS feed, bitch. <laughs> I saw what Mike Felzone had to go through with Welcome to Our Podcast and Welcome to the Podcast. I ain't doing that oh, shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's always going to be Adventures, Adventures and Roommating. Because I always um, say to you, I'm like, we'll, we'll, we'll be roommates at heart. Well, I think, Forever, girl. yeah, no, I think it legitimate, but I think also one of the adventures of roommating, you know, like when we started this podcast, the idea behind it was just, we were living together and there are a few things. Well, we had these funny conversations yeah. that, um, I always wanted to record, but I was like, I don't want to light it. I don't want to turn the camera on. I just want to mm-hmm. like have it. Um, and then also like we were in a unique position where it's like when we moved in together, I think and people still are confused. People still are like, wait, you're not dating. Mm. I don't understand it. Mm-hmm. Like, they saw the picture from your birthday party, mm-hmm. and everyone was like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. Why are you not fucking each other? And I'm like, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like, I, reco- I recognize, Jesus. well, I mean, I know I'm cute as shit, and I recognize, I'm adorable. and I recognize that Keith is very attractive, and, and we oh, have a stop. good rapport. Um, I mean, you know, moderately. And, as, as, <laughs> as attractive as a turtle bird. As a little turtle <laughs> Could be. <laughs> People still come bird. at me for as turtle bird. <laughs> Someone are. called me turtle bird fuck the other day. <laughs> you, turtle, you turtle bird fuck. <laughs> Oh yeah, girl. You, on your mom you went idea. my run to mom, girl. You fuck pissed that everyone off. Ass app. Nah, girl. People liked it, girl. So you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> All right, go. I like. There were some good responses to that though. People were like, "I'm a mom," and like that would be such a cool thing. Like my kids are older, and oh, like, yeah. I'm really good Two at nurturing. Two people. I'm really good at nurturing means, people. Means, uh, you know. Bitch, you know what? Don't forget that in the last podcast, I had a moment where I was right about something, and I just yeah. would appreciate you. I'm not a bit above admitting I was wrong. Girl. You know what? You know what, girl? Here's here's a distinction with that. Because when we were doing that podcast and you were like, you know, your friends you don't have to support every idea as being a good idea. And I don't right. I don't disagree with that. But I will say this. Your friends don't have to believe in every idea as a good idea. Yeah. But also, your friends ain't the end-all be-all of what's good. <laughs> so... I don't understand what you mean. Like... Be, just because I think that something is not a good idea mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily mean it's not a good oh, idea. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's just because I'm shitting on it doesn't mean yeah, it's I'm your right. Opinion. But, you know... Which I take, I take more to heart than maybe I was more other or less opinions. coming at it from like a business perspective. Yeah, and and uh, I was coming at it as opposed it from, to a friend, and I'm like, that's not gonna work. <laughs> but well, girl, might, I wasn't, I, I wasn't pitching it to you for investment. Believe, um, I was just, <laughs> I, get you I on was Shark just, Tank? I was just giving you a concept that I think could be really cool if it were fleshed out and the and the specifics were put in place. Mm. That I think there is a market for women 
especially who, you know, maybe have played more more of the traditional. No, no, no. Like we could listen, rent a dad. Like, I don't know, fucking rent a grandpa. I don't know, whatever. But I'm just saying that like. Rent uh, an in-law. I think. (laughs) No, but I just, well, I think the rent a mom thing is very nostalgic because I think it's just very much like it's, I don't know. I think it would be actually, I think ultimately it would be good if these moms were robots. No, I'm good with that. Yeah. I'm going to stop with that. You rent the robot mom. Uh, rent a robot mom. I'm not letting any robots in here, girl. It's robot free zone right I now. I want to get a Roomba. Uh, no, fuck a Roomba. Uh, no, but I just, I, I think my perspective was really like, I just, I think there's a market, especially looking at my mom, of women that have played traditionally a homemaker role and they're, they don't have a specific niche or education of like things, you know, that like in a business, but they have a lot of, um, qualities that that are just i don't know things that they're really good at and it goes beyond just cooking and cleaning but i just think that like you know it's an extension of something that they're already doing that their shitty kids don't care about and that they should get paid for Mm -hmm. so anyway and my mom is just you know she comes and she bakes and she cleans and it's like god damn bitch i would pay you to do this but Mm -hmm. i'm not gonna pay you to this because i I was born for me (laughs) Um, <laughs> what was I saying about before I got to this bullshit? I was saying something else and now I'm pissed that I can't remember. It. Oh, oh, oh. So when we started our podcast, people were very confused because it's like single straight guy and girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, why aren't you dating? And we weren't. And so I think our dynamics very interesting because so many people talk about how men and women can't be friends and yeah, that always comes into play. I hate and, people who say that. And I think, the, but I do think that there are a lot of people that make it that way. And, and I, you know, maybe just not everyone's as, as it almost lucky feels to like, have a it friend. It almost feels like, you know, when, you know, a, a couple gets married and then it's like, when are you having kids? Yeah, true. You know, like this weird pressure. It's like, you're not dating? Like, why aren't you having kids? Why aren't you dating? You yeah. know, it's like this weird thing that people feel as if should happen. And so, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's very oh, strange. Yeah, no, it is very strange. But I mean, I, I, you know, you see so, so many experiences where people are like friends, but one of them's waiting for the other one and like mm. they have feelings and like they go back and forth. And I think people just don't have. Waiting for this dick beef? People, no, girl, I'm not waiting for that to believe. <laughs> <laughs> believe. Oh, I left the station, girl. Little That's suckle, not. Suckle, ooh, girl. No, girl. Ooh, I'm good. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm so sad. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I love you too much to destroy you with what my, my mouth can do, but, um, yeah, girl, you never recover. So (laughs) what I'm saying, (laughs) I'm saying is that I don't, I honestly don't think even when you look at movies or TV, I can't think of many characters where it's like a guy and a girl that are friends where at some point they don't end up together or some point there's not this crazy Maybe that's why tension. people all think that. It's because of these fucking TV shows Well, that I think did that's this. part of it, but I don't think there's a lot of relationships that are explored of like, no, we're just friends and it doesn't include that. And so that's why I thought this would be a really interesting podcast to make because, you know, we got we got a lot of differences and a lot of similarities and we have good conversations. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I'm real cute. Uh, you try to be real smart and sometimes we fight in a really funny way and it's great. But I think part of an adventure in roommating is eventually you move out or you move on. And what does that look like afterwards? So I think that the podcast will, and it also, it'll give us a reason to keep hanging out, girl. So you can't leave me. Go for our, sun, our Sunday walk. So apparently when we go to Starbucks, we get spit on. So we can't go to that Starbucks anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I should have known, girl. I should. I hesitated when it was like, should we sit down? I just, I, have, I, I felt something in the universe was going to happen and I didn't pay attention. It's on me. Though I will say, though, I've been low-key uh, 
daydreaming a little bit about what this apartment's going to be like. When yeah, no, all, girl, every when day all, you're just like, gone. I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. It's just, it's going to be so much like space and I don't know what to do with it, you know? It'll be interesting to have like a bedroom that's a bedroom or like an office that's an office and a shooting space like that will be cool. But then that stresses me out because I'm like, oh, that's money that I got to put into it. And I'm always so scared to like do anything that's not that it's permanent, but things that require movement <laughs> and like money in a place that I don't own. I get very nervous. So I haven't painted any walls here because I'm like, every time I fucking paint a wall, it's like I end up leaving the state or something. Um, but I think it'll be good, girl. I've never lived on my own. You've never lived on your own. I think I'll be a hermit for the first few months. Yeah, also, yeah, I just realized, uh, well, I feel like it's going to be like how, I, how it is when you're not here, right? Yeah, when you're yeah. not here, I'm, it's just me, I come home, it's a dog, I'll take care of the dog, yeah. watch TV, kind of just do my own thing. Yeah. But it does get, like, after maybe a several I days, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I got to get out of here and do something. Yeah, yeah. So I am interested to see how well or not well I handle, uh, yeah. you know, forcing myself to be social. I can't tell if I'll be more productive or if I'll just be looking for other things to be distracted by. But I do like, I always feel like I have the best of both worlds because you're at work and then when we're home at night, it's like we get to hang out together. And so, you know, and we have like, we have like, I mean, our apartment's got a decent amount of space. So it's not like we're ever really on top of each other. Like we have our own areas and this cute ass puppy. What you doing, girl? You fucking sexting? What's happening? Yeah, it might be. Are you sexting right now? Bitch, it's like 2 p.m. on a Sunday. Put your dick away. I mean, so, so, it's the Lord's oh my Day, God, girl. You fuck Celebrate all the time. Life. Like, stop talking about it. You do it. <laughs> <laughs> what Sometimes else can you, you possibly can. say? Ooh, if I were there, I would do this thing that I always do when you were around each other. Girl, I don't know, we get girl, it. Y'all fuck. You don't like the dirty talk? I love the dirty talk. It's just that now I'm bored of it, honestly. I'm just like, I've said everything I need to say. Can I just copy and paste? Yeah, you're going to do what to me? Mm, feels good. <laughs> I'm actually not sexy right now. <laughs> Fair. Um, what was I going to say? I feel like I was going to tell you something. Now I can't remember. I don't know, Biebs. Um, You're really helping me, Biebs. You're killing it right now. Did you want me to get into the questions? I'm just saying that anytime that I use, you give me shit all the time, like I'm not, I'm not helping yeah, you. The one time. It's not the one time. Um, and we I'm both know that's a true. That's yeah, no, but I feel like I have to respond to this. This is a, an important thing. Oh, God. Say, listen, bitch, we're working right now. You texting a Postmate driver, girl? Nah. You letting them know where we live? I'll do it later. Can't uh, do three things at once here. That's because uh, you're a man. <laughs> yeah. Laugh it up. Laugh it up, conscious. I will, bitch. It's the only thing I got in this patriarchy. Participating in generalization oh God, of sexes. A, this is just this up a, your alley. Fuck this, you. I'm talking now, right? A, I thought this was a baby hippo, but it's a pit bull <laughs> in the mud. Oh, my God. Oh, fuck this dog. Oh Yo, God. you're not coming home with me at all. Look at it. Wow, he's loving it. Oh, my. Can you my. imagine it, Margo? That's what Margo does on my bed. Oh, my God. He's doing it in the mud. He does look like a hippo. Holy shit. I thought it was a hippo. It, I was like, like it's a baby. It's a baby hippo. But oh, it's just mud. Oh, what he's still would going. you do, girl? I'd laugh. I'd shoot what a video, if you, like, girl. What if you live in, like, New York City, and now you got to go home? <laughs> what the fuck can you do this dog? I don't know. How do you wipe this dog? What are you going to do I with don't it? know. Where do you wipe it off? I'd encourage it to go in a pond, maybe. Oh, my <laughs> God. Oh. Oh, what is this guy saying? Let's see. That's <laughs> oh, a girl. 
Still going. Oh my god, it's a little mud bath, girl. It's, it's good for your skin, so right? It's gotta feel so good, girl. He's gotta love it. <laughs> I would just be like, I gotta, leave. I gotta throw the whole dog away. I can't. <laughs> He's trying to drown in it right now. <laughs> oh my. Oh no! Oh, there's bitch. the shake. No, no, ma'am. Huh. Wow. All right, guys. So, Dogs. um. We're going to answer maybe just a few questions here. You can always email us uh, directly at roommatepod at gmail.com, or you can go to our website, adventuresandroommating.com, and fill out the online form there uh-huh. to send us a question or um, comment or a follow-up, you know, whatever it is. Whatever it, it is be. that you need to do. Uh, this first one's going to be real fun. Okay. Subject is anxiety and isolation. Oh, God. You ready for this, peeps? Yeah, girl. You're tapping around Facebook. I can... See, I'm a woman, so I can do multiple things at one no, time. I can can't. listen. I can scroll. I can respond. Yeah, but I don't like to do that because I, I fear I might miss out on an important moment rather than the whole entire thing. Well, you know what? The good thing is, girl, what you fear and is not like, necessarily what I fear. So... Okay. Like, you scared of spiders. I don't fucks with sharks. We different. Hey, guys. You can see my name. It's Daniel. <laughs> I was raised homeschooled. Oh. I already feel bad. <laughs> the youngest Ooh. of six kids in a very conservative environment in a Ooh. small Texas town. Oh, God. I realized that I was gay at a very young age, and because oh, of it, I have baby. always felt out of place and, uh, and as if there were something wrong with me. Growing There's up, that. my family would shame me for trying to make friends and be normal. Would shame me for trying to make friends and, quote, be normal. Mm-hmm. Sounds like your family is a little like, we don't want you to want anyone else or leave us for anything or... Or need anybody but us. Oh, you're right. Yeah, this meant only my interactions were limited to family and two homeschooler friends who Ugh. were pre-approved by Big Boss, my Oof. mom. Yeah, that's very controlling. This this is has echoes of the fucking children that were like right? tied up in the basement or whatever. I still in have to talk. I need to talk about that, and my people keep talking. At at some point, I developed a severe social anxiety that has kept me isolated and lonely even after I got I left home three years ago. Mm-hmm. I thought I could leave it behind when I moved out, but it turns out that shit follows you. And though staying home and getting stoned sounds pretty appealing to me all of the time. Agree. <laughs> uh, it doesn't help me work my way out of this spiral of loneliness. So mm-hmm. Megan and Keith and any BBs who can relate to this, I am desperate for any advice on how to handle my social anxiety how to make friends, and how to process a childhood a childhood that wasn't perfect. Thanks for reading this shit, Daddy. Daniel. Ooh. Uh, of course, you know, go talk to someone. I, I highly... You, you were raised in a very different yeah. kind of environment than a it's lot like of other you people. Got, you kind of got to take your socialization on in your own way. Is, is this person an adult now? I mean, they said they left home three they years ago, home. so I, okay. I imagine so. Yeah, it's kind of like you got you to gotta go back and re redo some things or at least like figure out the kind of life that you want and and figure out all the gaps that your parents left because they didn't really prepare you. I mean, most of our parents don't prepare us adequately for things, but your parents definitely sound like they were a little controlling, a little, a little closed off. Mm-hmm. Um, I would also highly recommend, I think one of the things that's really helped me uh, as I've gotten older and like it helped me re- uh, reconcile things that happened when I was younger or at least feel less alone in it or feel like, oh, just because this happened to me when I was younger doesn't mean that I have to, I can't have this kind of life. I read a lot of autobiographies. <laughs> I read a lot of like, I love like nonfiction, like memoirs, like all that shit. Because you, you learn so much about people's lives and you find out, I mean, you can do this with YouTube and stuff too, obviously, that's easier. But 
I like getting perspective from other people's stories and then figuring out like, okay, we're all kind of fucked up. We all kind of are trying to figure out the things that our parents didn't teach us or left out and, and how we do that says a lot about, you know, the kind of person we want to be. I mean, as someone who personally has been diagnosed with like a, a light social anxiety, mm-hmm. one of the things that she would always, my therapist at the time would say would be to, um, you know, one of my main sort of problems was like, how do I like meet women? You know, how do I talk to women? Mm-hmm. Cause I was terrified. And also like the reason I went into therapy was because one day in class, first day of class in college, you know, they sometimes teachers make you go around the room and say your name and like a little bit of something about you. Oh, and I hate like that stand shit. up, yeah, and I, like really, Still, I hate like now, that shit. I hate that. I'd rather just be in a corner and listen and observe and just fucking do my own yeah, thing. I know this doesn't have to be a party. But I, don't I understand wanna, I it's a social it. thing. But also, it, fuck it. Collective <laughs> learning. Yeah, I get it. But uh, you know, when I stood up or when I said my name and my thing, and I and you know, I it moved on. My the anxiety I felt, the my my racing heart and like the nervousness, like it didn't go away. Like I was still out of breath for a very long time afterwards, and. Usually, one time I like get through something, I calm down, but like it just stayed with me, and I got really scared for some reason. So that's why I ended up going to to therapy. Um, my friend recommended it to me actually in college, and yeah, essentially it was just about doing little moments or doing little things that you don't want to do, mm-hmm. but you should probably try to do if you want to overcome the social anxiety. And so it's like, why don't you just go up to someone while you're getting food at the cafeteria and compliment, or like just say like. I like your shoes or, you know, just like say Ooh, something that to yeah. help you be more social. Yeah. And I, I like was your like, dress. yeah, I like your dress or, you know, like even if it's someone, you know, People but you don't talk to compliments will get you in at least to maybe yeah. a conversation. Yeah. Although be careful what you say. Oh, very true. Very true. <laughs> Can't be like nice tits. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair. Uh, although in some world, maybe. That would be acceptable, but well, not this one. So, uh, well, you know, if we're, if we're talking about being okay with our bodies and sexuality and all those things, and then why not say that? But that's a whole other conversation. That, um, okay, I, I'm, I'm serious. I got you. Um, but anyway, yeah, it was just like she just had me do little things, and I think the goal was eventually to strike up a full-on conversation was like the next step, and then ask for a number would be the next step, right? So mm-hmm. it's like literally steps of progression in terms of overcoming your social anxiety. So that's mm-hmm. sort of. You know what I can recommend. She also gave me breathing techniques, mm-hmm. deep diaphrag, deep diaphragm breathing, where mm-hmm. like instead of breathing in your chest, you breathe deep down in your stomach, and yeah, you just kind of like do that, and that helps me. That calms me down. Yeah, breathing stuff so really helps. That's also something you know. There's actual physical techniques you can do to help you calm you down. Yeah. In, in certain situations, so yeah. that's just a little advice I could give. That's smart. I don't deal with. I feel like I've I've dealt with more anxiety in the past like year than I have before. Um, and how I deal with that is I just, I lock myself in my apartment and watch nine seasons of Roseanne. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do things at my own pace and I go out when oh, I'm yeah. ready. We small finished amounts. Roseanne, girl. Oh, it was. That was a, oh. that was a pretty neat final episode. It was interesting. The final episode's interesting. I just, the, the first six seasons of Roseanne are pretty good. Don't be looking over here. It's not your goddamn business, bish. The first <laughs> six seasons are really good. Then the seventh season happens, and it starts to it veers off a little bit. Eighth season, it's like I stopped Karen. Ninth season, I literally just skipped episodes because I was like, I can't, I can't, I can't deal with it. Um, and yeah, and then by the last episode, it was like just like the episodes just didn't feel like I don't know. Maybe the first few seasons just felt more 
like there was a story arc and there was like the episodes ended and you and you you felt a certain way and like these newer episodes just felt like okay well here's a few weird things that happened and it's over <laughs> like wait what yeah i don't know it was just rough oh it was really rough to watch but i got through it roseanne God bless. Don't still don't understand how she's gonna be a Trump supporter in the new series. Uh, but, yeah, know. girl. Especially the final episode where she was like, I don't know. <sighs> Though I did. I mean, maybe I will check it out because. So I met. Um, I recently. Well, I met her before, but we hung out recently. She's the daughter of um, what's his face? He plays uh, Chief Weber on Grey's Anatomy. Who? The chief. Oh yeah, yeah. He's on the show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. he was on Roseanne, and so she said she'd gone to like a. a, a a, a record or an episode, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was about racism. And she said she was actually pleasantly surprised. She wasn't sure, but it was, it was decent. So maybe I'll give the reboot a chance just to see, but yeah, I'll give it a chance. Uh, they have to like unwrite uh, girl. Once they started fucking around with the Beckys and going back and forth on it, it was like, I can't do this. Like, although the fact the whole show was a book she was writing kind of, yeah, like, uh, well, I think Blends they're getting rid. Little. I think they're getting rid of those last two seasons. Oh, okay, okay. From the yeah. canon, from the canon. Right, right. So, did Darling not have a baby? Did I don't understand? I wonder I don't if they'll understand. bring uh, David back because he's so big on um, the actor is so big on Big Bang Theory. They probably will. Right, he's on Big Bang, right? The guy who played yeah. David. What's yeah. his fucking name? I think I think his name. Skalecki. Something Skalecki. Okay. Think something. Should we do a next question? Yeah, sure. It's a long one, so this might be the last one. Oh, okay. Uh, this subject says, too attached to this guy in too deep. Please help. No. Perfect for you, girl. Get here we the go. fuck. I literally <laughs> am uploading a video today, and in it, I'm like, you got to get the fuck out. Get over it. <clears throat> I'm Continue. a 26 female, fresh okay. out of a two-year relationship, oh, studying okay. abroad on the other side of the planet where I met an amazing oh, guy. Oh, no. You found that, that global dick. He's 30. Okay. We were meant to be a casual Tinder hookup, but quickly realized there was something more. We knew I'd have to go home in a few months, and we agreed to just enjoy what we have until it's over. But you didn't stick to that agreement, did Mm -hmm. you, bitch? Fast forward, and it's now getting to the end. A month to go, dot, dot, Mm -hmm. dot. And my heart hurts because somewhere along the line I caught feelings. Oh, God, this (laughs) happens all the fucking time. So bad. It's actually shocking when when both people don't catch feelings. Like, it's so rare that I see it that I'm like, God damn. (laughs) Uh, 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 I caught feelings so bad and it's become clear that he has done a way better job at maintaining his emotional boundaries. Oh, see, no. I reached a point uh, of frantically trying to figure out ways that I can come back to this country to be with him. I'm completely infatuated with him. Mm. He's taken me on amazing trips. We ate We eat out a lot. I stay over every week. He tells me how happy he is to have met me, treats me so well, and at one point, I even met his parents. But then one day, here we go. Okay, I was going to say, but is he he like, I'm so glad I met you and I'll miss you when you're gone? (laughs) Or is it like, I'm so glad I met you, I can't imagine my life without you? Those are two different experiences. You're going to get good, girl. Oh, no. He fucked someone else. Oh, no. (laughs) But then one day, in parentheses, here we go, he's showing me a video on his phone. And a Tinder message pops up. <gasps> I don't say anything, and the moment passes. I figure, okay, well, obviously I'm leaving, so I <laughs> no. can't expect him to not talk to other people, etc. True, fair. But it planted a dark seed in my brain. Oh, you started a fake Tinder, didn't you? <laughs> a dark, crazy bitch seed. <laughs> oh, oh, no. no. <laughs> Did she start a fake Tinder to fuck with him? 
Uh, well, let's find out, girl. There's three more paragraphs. We agreed to be physically exclusive, but I guess I'm the only one who reached the point of um, deleting my Tinder. More on that in a second. Another red flag is that whenever we're together... Pause, though. Pausing. See, okay, here's here's the thing, though. I can see where we're veering off to the left here because (laughs) you both agreed to Mm -hmm. enjoy it Mm -hmm. for two months, which means that he is like, when the two months is done, I have to move on with my life because this doesn't make any sense. People are going to have to start making contracts these days. Well. (laughs) Emotional or relationship contracts. uh, And those, yeah, it's just, it's so hard. It's so hard to like, because you never know how you're going to feel and what's going to happen. But the thing is, you have to remember that as like the creed of this is what you agreed to. And so to to let it fuck with you too much, you know, it's just, it's hard to go. Say it, girl, it's her fault. (laughs) Say it. <laughs> the human brain is very confusing. Okay, we got yeah, a lot girl, of things fault, rushing bitch. through us. I'm not saying it's your fault. I'm saying it's the I'm, creator's I'm not, it's fault. It's not necessarily a fault, but I do. Th- I understand what you're saying. You agreed to something. You agreed to something. And so you have to the abide reality, by the agreement. The reality of the situation is that if you he, break the agreement, this is going to be a short term thing, and he is it's not on him. Yeah, he's open to seeing other people, and also like you might be physically whatever for right now, but like he probably is like, yeah, but I want to date other. Beyond this, I don't, you know. Ooh, girl, so, and, it's good, girl. and for you to and, oh and for you to acknowledge that, you know, he's done a better job at maintaining the boundaries than I have. It's like, yeah, girl, that that's, that tells you something that he's not he's not looking for it to be more. Yeah, exactly. This is a perfect example of you got to enjoy shit while it happens for what it is. This is a shit that I'm trying to learn right now. Of like, you will ruin something. If you, this is what I do. This is why I'm always heartbroken because you meet someone, you have a great vibe with them. There's great energy and you want to rush to the part where you're together because it just makes sense. And so instead of just letting things happen organically, either for the good or for the, or letting it fade away, you try to make it something to what it's not. And then the only way to end that and feel like you have any kind of fucking self-respect is to burn it down and make it painful and make it their fault and make it whatever. And like, see what she does, girl. I can't wait. Continue. Okay, uh, another red I'm flag... I'm with you, I feel you. <clears throat> ...is that whenever we're together... Okay. It's amazing. But when we're apart, I do not hear from him. Not one message. He's busy. He works full-time and studies. Okay. So I get that he doesn't have as much free time as I do. But she's still bothered by it. But is it but that much to pissed. ask? But she's still pissed. That's it. But is it I that much it. to ask? I get it. But one why? message? But why? Especially when I can't see that he's... When I can see that he's online... He uh, only done this. I've so done this. He only messages me when he wants to make plans, normally the day before. Maybe he has nothing to say. Maybe he's a man of actions, not words. Okay, that's fine. Except dot dot dot. Oh, no. At some point the crazy seed sprouts. You created it. And fake I go full tender. zero to one hundred. I make a fake Tinder account and I match and match him. <laughs> Did I call it? Megan is standing up right it? now. I fucking called it because listen, this is you know what? This is mid-20s Tanjas, too. This I, make, is, I absolutely have done this. Continue. I make a fake Tinder account and match him. He flirts <sighs> with me for a few lines before I feel too sick to keep going and unmatch him. No, bitch. You ask questions. Are you dating? This what, is so manipulative. This? I cannot <laughs> ever condone this kind oh, of thing. Oh, I've totally done this, though, where you create a fake account just to see if they're flirty with you and how they yep, respond. Yeah, that's a sign then, of emotional And then you sit there and you let it... Immaturity? You let it hurt you. <laughs> And then you let it hurt you. Everyone's got to do it at least once. To just yeah, no, feel it's the a growing, pain. it's a growing. Yeah, you will learn. This bitch is covered in a blanket with sunglasses on and like a large diet Pepsi, and I'm here for it. What is happening? Oh, girl, you talking about the She's dog? Got multiple <laughs> backpacks on. No, I'm talking about this girl. Walk our by. neighbor. 
Oh, maybe she's got a baby under a blanket. Okay. Continue. All right. Here we go. That's what happens when uh, you fucking. <laughs> so she messages him for a few lines and she feels too sick to keep going and unmatch him. I feel so stupid. My heart is pounding. Final yeah. paragraph. So okay. now I just feel like shit. Uh, now because you can't say anything to him. Because you can't do anything. I don't want to ruin what we... Ha- well, you already ruined yeah, yeah, it. Ruined. That's it. Yeah, it is ruined it's, now. Well, it's not ruined. It's just not what you think it is. Well, yeah. I mean, if he knew about this weird shit she was doing, like... Oh, yeah. No. That would that would ruin it. Yeah, uh, I don't want to true. ruin what we have, but I'm clearly way too attached if I'm at the point of Googling visas. Correct. And he's still chatting up random girls on Tinder. Yeah, is he's dating. A, he's single, girl. It's but to see, the expectation was set that I'm gonna be leaving. Yeah. Right. So, so why he, he knows you're leaving? If you're doing all these things that like are you trying to not leave? You should have talked to him about this. And you should get. And it sounds like you might have brought it up, or you you, you know what it sounds like? It sounds like you've probably hinted at staying, hinted at coming back, and he's been like, oh, that'd be nice. Right, like, right. like he hasn't been like, wait. It, here's how you know if a guy really wants you. To like to figure it out, and he's been waiting for you to just like figure it out. If you said that to him, if you hinted at like staying, he'd be like, "Yo, but how can we make that happen?" Yeah. Like, would start making plans with sure. you to figure it out. Like, I come visit right. you in three months, yeah, and then whatever. And if they're not doing that, you know, it's not to say that this little experience with him isn't a great thing, or that you're not attracted to each other, or that's not what it is. But I think that in his head, obviously, he's going by what you guys said, which is the reality is that you're leaving in a month. He's still going to be here. You're going to be wherever. He's going to keep dating and probably expects that you're going to keep dating. Oh, that's the worst when you're trying to hide that you're freaking out and you're freaking out and you can't do anything. You're doing things that would make them freak out so you can't say anything. Oh, it's the worst. Okay, so now we're getting on to her question finally. Um, Break up. (laughs) Is there a way to temper my feelings back down to a simmer or is it time for me to cut my losses? I'm Mm. in too deep to be logical about this. I had a delusion that he felt the same way that I could move back and we... And we live happily ever after, and that bubble is popping. How can I be less attached? Mm. If I should talk to him about it, how do I start a conversation like this? Should I just end it? I'm such a mess. Love you guys. First of all, you're not asking the question because you already know the answer. Yeah, you know the answer, You already know the answer. You know that if you said, hey, what if I did come back and stay, he wouldn't be that excited about it, and or it's just not part of what's in his head right now. Or, you know, he may not be, uh, he may like you a lot. Yeah. But he may not be like ready to settle down. That's true. Like that's true. like honestly up until my current relationship at a, at a at a man as at well, I guess I met her at 32. Yeah. That was the age I was like I'm ready yeah. to settle. And I'm, I'm ready to find someone. And I'm 32 and I'm like I'm ready to be left the fuck alone. <laughs> <laughs> but my point is like you know he just might be in a headset where he's just not yet ready to that's especially true. with and the, maybe the reason he got with you or a part he knew of it, it was a short because term he knew it was thing. a short-term thing and that it wouldn't lead to anything more than what he wanted it to be. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, by all means, talk with him, but be prepared for some honesty from him that yeah. may be completely off from how you feel in a, in a, you know, a slightly different perspective or broader sense. I mean, uh, it's so hard, right? Because in my head, I, w- I think that what I would do is I would just keep fucking him until I leave. And I would just, whatever. And in my head, I would be pulling back. I would this is, slowly be... Is this not like a Buffy episode we just watched? It's exactly like every Buffy episode. Where girl. like she saw Angel kissing. Oh, God. And then she just like wouldn't talk to him. And then at the end of the episode, he's like, just talk to me. <laughs> and she's yeah. like, okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> he's like, if you have a question, just fucking ask it. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I mean, he's like 200 years old. So it's, you know, <laughs> a little bit more mature. But I just think that it's so 
a lot of the pain that we cause ourselves is because we, while we're feeling the thing, aren't communicating the thing and we're letting it grow beyond control. And so you start to feel a certain way. You want more. You haven't communicated that to him because you know the answer. You know that, or you have, and he hasn't given you the response that you want. And so you're hurt by it. Yeah. I've totally been here. And I think you just need to... You, I've been here too. You need to figure out a way to realize that he's not a bad person. It doesn't have to be a disastrous yeah, ending. Devil. It's not. He's not an asshole because he's... I mean, maybe he for other reasons, he, he didn't might be fall in love with you enough to want to like cross the ocean for you. Mm-hmm. You know, it just sometimes, and this again, this is the lesson I'm trying to learn for myself. You got to experience the thing. It might last for a few weeks, a few months, a few years, and you got to gracefully let that shit go when it's done. Also, she was fresh out of a two year relationship. Yeah, girls, a when rebound. She met this, guy. this is a fucking rebound. <laughs> <laughs> let it be a rebound. There's no summer romances anymore, and girl. So, it's like, it's always so yeah, I think angsty. It's just, you're feeling all these ang- this anxiety yeah. and these negative feelings, and you're going to realize at some point, maybe you're going to go through this again, maybe a few more times, but at some point, you're going to realize the stress and like what you're doing with like the fake Tinder profile and like even making yourself even more upset by how he's talking yeah. to this girl. It's like, you're going to come to either two decisions. Either you're going to keep fucking doing this and you're going to be miserable for the rest of your life or you're going to yeah. be like, I have to stop doing this yeah. for lack of a better word, childish shit and I mean, start I've done communicating. It. Listen, I've done it. No, th- no offense, <laughs> but it's like, you know, it's people I think who are, what's the word? Just like, I guess inexperienced when it comes to like relationships or, yeah. or whatever it is. Um, uh, yeah, that's all. Well, it's like you want to, the, there's party that's going into it wanting to f- wanting to like talk to him as another person and him bring you up and like talk about how he's like really in love with this girl, but it's just like, you know, she's leaving or something like there's yeah. something there where you're waiting for some kind of like romantic moment where he redeems himself because you've Life painted, ain't a movie. you've painted it. Yeah. in your head is this, this whole narrative is like this romantic can't be together, should be together. And the reality is that, you're probably just two people that are very attracted to each other. You like spending time with each other. This has been a really good trip. And this also could be potentially someone, if you do come back and you go on travels, this might be someone like, I know people that have relationships where it's like, we fuck and we're around each other for a month when I'm in town. And then, you know, we are friendly, but we go our separate ways and do our own thing. And we come back together. And like, if we're both single, like it's a thing. Um, but you clearly want more. You want more of a relationship. And, and just everything that he's doing says to me he wants to keep dating people. It doesn't yeah. make him a bad person. It doesn't mean it's a bad experience. But what I think you're doing right now is you're trying to make it the most painful experience <laughs> at the end so that you have a chance of getting out of it without feeling upset with yourself. It's easier to be upset with him for always talking to girls on Tinder and not like, oh, I created a fake Tinder account just to see what the fuck he's doing. Like, mm-hmm. if he did that to you, this letter would be horrified about what he did. So, listen, you got to put that in your shame cave and bury that down. I've done weird shit like that, too. You just got to forget about it. <laughs> and you got to not repeat it again and learn from this lesson. And find new... There's going to be new dick. There's other dick. I thought you were say find nudes. <laughs> find nudes, blackmail them. No, no, no. Make him fall in love with your avatar and then break up with him. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Fuck with him. No. Just, just you know, let it be a good thing. Don't ruin it at the end. And and I think... Look, the, it's going to be sad. There's no be question sad. that this was... 100%. There was an end goal in sight to this. And yeah. there was no illusions about it. This was going to be a sad thing that was going to happen. But yeah. it's okay that sad things happen. 
relationships are so hard because you you could both go into it being like, okay, this is going to be exactly what this is. It's not going to go. And it's so hard to both be on the same page all of the time without yeah. one or both of you feeling different ways at different times. And it's really hard to navigate. But that's why I think communicating that stuff and asking questions is so important because even though it sucks in the moment, it sucks a lot less to know a month in like, Hey, no, I really do want to stick to this just being like a three month thing and whatever. Then you wait the full three months. And at the end you're like, but I've grown so much to love him. And like, no, just, you know, you got to keep your expectations, you know, at a manageable place. You'll learn Mm -hmm. it. I'm learning it and I'm 32. So yeah, you got time. You got other heartbreaks. Enjoy this one. (laughs) Yeah. And as a teaser for the next episode, oh no! What? Uh, the next uh, subject for the email we'll read is the title of my memoir is "Touching Boys and Getting Ghosted." <laughs> I is it? That would resonate is with it you. like a long email? <laughs> uh, it's not short. It's maybe four paragraphs ish. Right, we could, we could do it if you want. You want to do it, girl? Yeah, let's fuck it. Do let's do it. Long Extra episode. long. I'm going episode. to London, bitch. Hello, Megan and Keith. Please don't say my name. I've been listening to the pod since the beginning and was a fan of Megan for years before that. And then, she, and then they listened to the podcast and they were like, she's trash. <laughs> she says, you introduced me to the concept of body positivity, so thanks for that. Yay! Love y'all. Spelt y'all wrong. I can't tell if it's too long, how much info is relevant. If you're getting bored, uh, the last paragraph is basically a summary. <laughs> well, we'll just read it. Everyone's writing it's a fucking chiclet, chiclet? Like, book to us. Like yeah. the gum? Ooh, chiclet. No, a chiclet. Oh. I don't know what that is. Literature, bitch. I just know it as the gum. No, well, you're wrong. My issue is, uh, my issue, I guess, is with kissing boys. I'm 19 now. Had my first kiss at 18 in community college. I was homeschooled, if that explains anything. Oh, it does. homeschooling, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> he ghosted me after two dates and took me like a year to get over him because there was no closure and he was the first ever boy situation <laughs> oh. that I had been in. Oh, no. Didn't kiss anyone for a year and a half until uh, last semester where I drunk made out with a dude at a frat party. Been there. Texted him two days later. No response. And he almost broke his neck to avoid making eye contact with me when we walked past each other on campus for the rest of the semester. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, welcome to college. Um, uh, yeah, oh, my God. College is a series of these weird moments mm. where you think it's like, oh, this is a thing. Oh, no, it's clearly not a thing. Yeah, and then you and, have to run and into no each other. no one can talk about it. So I'm kind of having a crisis. I've never been in a real relationship, and both people who I've kissed were just trying to get in my pants and essentially ghosted me. It's dumb, but since I don't get a ton of attention from guys, I feel like everyone is my last chance, which, mm. well, that's not true. And I get real attached uh, for no reason. I'm not a super outgoing person, too, so that doesn't help. The only thing that got me out of my room last semester was making a somewhat impulsive decision to join a sorority. Which okay. is actually, I think, a good decision to make in your situation. Yeah, social. Yeah. yeah. Uh, part of me is stuck on thinking that love slash relationships are bullshit, but also having someone to kiss on a semi-regular basis who actually likes me as a person sounds pretty cool. I mm. uh, Also, I'm just thirsty as fuck at this point. <laughs> Short version. Do I keep drunk making out with no. random guys so that I desensitize myself and stop getting in my no. feelings about everyone? I mean, it's an interesting... It's, but it's not going to work. I mean, no, it's, it's not going to work. Gonna work uh, so. Or should I hold out for a real relationship and stop putting myself in situations where I'm sad about boys who I've touched one to two times? You guys are the best. Thank you in advance if you read this. Okay, so. First of all, I've literally fucked people that didn't talk, that we didn't talk to each other after. So, you know, kissing. We're working our way up. So she went on two dates with a boy that she kissed and then he ghosted her. And then she made out with a drunk boy at a party but here's, who also ghosted her. But here's her. the thing, too. And I think that we got to start reframing the way we talk about some things because Mm -hmm. 
When we say things like, oh, well, clearly both these people just want to get my pants and then they didn't and so they ghosted me. That's not necessarily the truth. Right. Like it's possible, but also like someone went out for, with you for two dates, it, they kissed you and then they just didn't talk to you. It doesn't really sound like they were trying to fuck or that at least, I mean, they might have been. But I think like, a lot of men, myself included at points, yeah. have a tough time. Um, what's the word? Uh, 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 when, you, when you deny someone. Projecting. No, 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 you like, so like, Turning if, down. I w- if I went to a party, I yeah. saw a girl there, we ended up getting drunk and making out, okay. but even while I'm making out, I'm like, I know this isn't going to be more than this. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. When I was younger, I would have a tough time being like, hey, we kiss, but it's really nothing more than that. Essentially like breaking up, right? It's like because, a small breakup. Because a lot I of, think a lot we, of men, we feel like it's a breakup, even right. though it's not, it becomes like that level. Like, well, they don't know how to... Yeah. Express that, yeah. you know? Be so a, they just stop talking. So they just ghost you and be like, well, it's easier to just avoid you rather than have to like confront my feelings about yeah. the situation. I have to I think a lot have a conversation just, with you. Just, yeah. I mean, listen, I hate ghosting. I've been totally ghosted, but like... I've been uh, ghosted and I've probably ghosted. Yeah. But I think also as I'm getting older, the thing I'm realizing is that, and again, something I'm going to talk about my video today that I have to finish editing is... A lot of times we build it up in our head that it's this like really dramatic back and forth. Like they must want me, but they can't. There's something holding them back. Like what's wrong? And legitimately, it's just like, why are you so upset over someone that doesn't want to keep kissing you? Mm. Like, why do you want to keep kissing them? Mm. I would just like even getting to the point of resenting them or being upset about it. It's like. I think that's what we all need to be striving to get to. Yeah, but like we need to be, this is, and this is something that like it takes a lot of time and it takes, you know, you have to go through some of these, ex, these experiences to feel it and go mm-hmm. and really feel it deeply enough to like deal with it. But I think as you get older, you start to realize that like if you kiss someone or you sleep with someone or you go on a few dates with someone or whatever it is, and then it's so hard to talk to them after, it's so hard to get into a conversation, so hard to reach out to them, you start to realize like it's, okay, they're sabotaging this or they just don't really want me. And instead of us being like, oh, fuck, this is so painful. It's so awful. I hate them. Why are they doing this? We need to get to a point where we're like, oh, yeah, cool. Like on to the next thing because this isn't the one. Yeah. It shouldn't be a struggle. This is this is the, the beginning. If it's the beginning of something, this is when it's supposed to be easy. Mm-hmm. This is when it's supposed to just happen. And like they're, they meet you halfway and they're excited and they're making plans. And like if they re- that's the hardest lesson for us to learn, I think, is like if someone wants you, they will show up for it. And if they're not showing up for it, it might be you. It's probably them. But like, you can't fix that. You're not missing out on anything that magically, if you know, you just hung out for ten more minutes, would would become this incredible thing. It's gonna happen when it happens. What's for you is for you, and you got to keep it moving. And there's other people that are gonna meet you at the right time, at the right place, making out, having sex, whatever it is. Um, I I would say I don't think that you should just get drunk every night and make out with random boys because you'll stop feeling things. I don't think that's a healthy way to do this. And I also don't think that you should just shut yourself off until something that's perfect comes along. I think that you should focus on your shit, focus on school, focus on your friends, things that make you happy, flirt with people that are attractive and like meet people and, but not jump so head first into it and build it up to be this, this is the thing. It's going to be the end all be all. You need to just let it organically happen and either, you know, you're going to figure out pretty soon on it's not the thing or you're, it's going to turn into something. You never know. But putting so much pressure on it, especially when you're so young, 
you're going to, you're going to scare everyone away and you're going to, you're going to ruin what it is for yourself. Like sometimes they get perfect for the last question. It's like we ruin things because we want to make them something that they're not even at the level. And so they might be at that level someday, but we've like crushed them with so much fucking pressure and stress. And yeah, yeah. Again, this is something I've done in well into my mid twenties leading into my early thirties. It's like, you just feel so hurt by it and you can't stop yourself. It took me two years to get over my, like my first real girlfriend. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. But I think you're going to know the difference when you meet someone that makes out with you. And then like the next day is like, can we hang out again? <laughs> like, yeah. you know, and then like, also, can we go do this thing? that's not making out Cause I want to hang out with you. You're going to feel the difference in such a way that it's going to be mind blowing to you. Yeah. And honestly, like focus on, there are, I don't know. I mean, making out with a, you know, getting drunk and going to a frat party, mm-hmm. probably not the best environment to meet yeah, you know no. a boyfriend at nah. <laughs> i mean hey you never know maybe people you do but know. uh you know i i you know join some clubs you already joined a sorority i mean not that they're you know i guess our boys aren't in sororities but you know join clubs like you never know who you're gonna meet or in your classes and it's like you yeah. know just pay attention to like just the decent keep, guys you, you know there's keep, plenty of guys you that, gotta keep party open to it yeah and be aware of it when, you know, because, you know, you know how sometimes, like, you meet someone and you're not even really think about it and then they say something or they touch you and you're like, oh, ooh, is this, ooh, is right. it? yeah. It's that like that, that moment. college that, girlfriend. You know, that moment happens all the time to me where it's like, it's normal, it's normal. <clears> and then I'm like, wait, oh, is this a, is this a thing? Is this a thing? Could this be a thing? I remember. And then the your m- mind goes in the place where you're like, can I imagine us having sex? I kind of <laughs> can imagine us having sex. <laughs> is this like your fan vitter mind also? Oh, like yeah, when no. you just notice something in a, in a show? Oh, this is like- how I channeled my sexual frustrations <laughs> in high school and college, is that, which I didn't even know were sexual frustrations because I just wanted to like kiss someone. I didn't even think about anything beyond that. Yeah. Uh, as I would just focus that onto fan fiction and fan videos and do exactly what I wanted but to like do. But like that moment in a, in a show you're watching that you never would have when, fought two characters. Girl, and I or taught you about this. Yeah, and you're like, <gasps> And I taught you about this when people look at each other a certain way and the camera goes <laughs> yeah. on them. And now Keith will be like, oh, I ship it. I ship it now. Oh my God, I see it. Oh my God, I see I it. I saw the look. I saw it. And I'm like, Beeb, see, once you see it, you can't unsee it. Like, it's yeah. all you think about. I can um, see it now. Yeah. Fuck. It, listen, it's, it, this is such a confusing time in life. Like, I just feel like your college years into your 20s, it's so all over the place because you're trying to figure out, first of all, you're they're, trying to figure out. They're now who, still considered adolescents. Did you hear that? Oh, really? They're, they're bumping the age of adolescence from, like, 17 to 20? Shit. Or something like that? Because, like... To be fair, I feel like I was not... My soul was not fully in my body until about, like, 28. <laughs> 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 to be fair. Like, and I have to think about that sometimes because, you know, a lot of times people will do horrible shit and you're like, fuck, like, what... like. Uh, I'm always amazed when people are like, I had my shit together when I was 19 or 20. And I was like, I don't think I was even thinking about like repercussions or empathy to the level that I am now that I'm older. Like you just, so much of what you're doing and saying is like, it's what you've brought from home. It's like you, it's like all this stuff. You're, you're sitting there trying to figure out who you are in the midst of the child that you were, the adult that you want to be. And then in the middle of trying to figure out who the fuck you are, you're also trying to figure out oh my God, am I supposed to be in a relationship right now? What kind Mm -hmm. of relationship am I supposed to be in? Mm -hmm. And like fighting all these things. And like, it's just, you guys, I can't stress it enough. You got to fucking calm it down. (laughs) Like the life is so much longer than you think it is. And the stress that you're causing yourself, having these crushes for like five fucking years where you're just so upset because they're dating someone. 
I swear to God, when you're 30, you're going to look back and be like, what the fuck was I There's doing? There's absolutely going to have to be like <laughs> something introduced in the education system where like we're, we're taught how to like navigate our feelings, you know, like where no one teaches us Emotional anything. Emotional intelligence. Emotional we're intelligence. taught about it. How to figure out what you're feeling and how to turn it into words and express it and communicate yeah. it. And none of us are taught that. And also how and to... it how gets to, hairy because I think the main problem why this doesn't happen a lot of days is yeah. because parents don't want other people telling how their children mm. should or shouldn't be, you know, doing things essentially. And yeah. But I think, I don't know, I think we're on the verge of a shift. We're in the middle of a shift right now, I feel like, yeah. culturally. Um, so I hope that that's a thing at one point. There's just something I think you start to get better at as you get older. And I, I, I'm at that place now where it's like, you kind of have to... Living with you girls made me so much more articulate, I feel like. Yeah? When it comes to expressing how I feel. Really? Yeah. I honestly uh-huh. believe that. Also, you made me like funnier and wittier. And <laughs> oh my, what is this compliment? What? I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> I think you've helped me. Well, like, girl, with you your, and I, you and I don't always agree on things. So I've, no. I've, I've, I've had to. I, I would say that in the same way, you've challenged me to connect what I'm feeling, like the gross feeling that I have. Like, I just feel like this is bad. I don't like it, mm-hmm. and then figure out how to explain it in a way that makes sense mm-hmm. to someone that maybe doesn't understand that emotion that I'm feeling at that exact moment. Mm. I think is that a thank you? A, yeah, a I mean, compliment? it's I would, it's not a thank you. It's just a, like, I well, mean, this me, thing, should I thank you? This thing happened, and like, give me an example of what you're talking about. Uh, like the rent a mom where I was fighting for my oh. life. What <laughs> 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 do you mean? <laughs> where I, I, was, you like, like some... I was like, God damn! I just walked in with a fun idea. Now I gotta come up with a fucking business plan. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh man! <laughs> no, but I, I think it's you know, I think it's it's nice. I mean, listen, you and I don't always agree on things, and sometimes we're just like, I don't get you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't fucking get you either. Mm-hmm. But I think it is it is nice to have someone that more or less you really agree on a lot of the same things. You come from the same place. You have the same principles. I think we have, like, yeah, but, really... But you definitely have differences in experience. Right. And and it's, it is good to be challenged a little bit on... Because it makes you better at having to explain it, and it makes you dive deeper into it. And so there, yeah. are, there are definitely things that you and I have had conversations about that it's shifted my thinking a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, more often, I'm always right in my head, so it's well, just I mean, made me... Likewise. It's just, it's just made me fight harder. <laughs> but you're right. I, I think um, what you just hit on was like, <clears throat> you know, people, like you said, being challenged or having a conversation about something... Is, is good for, I think, two reasons. One, it's either going to strengthen your argument further yeah. because you're going to rein, be reinforced and prove who you're talking to may not be correct. Yeah. Or, like you said, Ooh, you're going to learn something. God knows I love pulling out a, a factoid that you don't know. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> or Or you're going to realize that your position, your argument is actually a little bit weaker than you maybe initially thought. True. And so you're going to have to revise it or you know come to a, a newer understanding or whatever it might be. I also think that like as someone who's on the internet all day being told that she's going to die by the time she's 40 and how much of a fucking disgusting whore she is. You better not die at 40, it's girl. Ni- girl, take me so I don't have to pay taxes. Every time, <laughs> literally, anytime someone says you're going to die at 55, I'm like, bitch, sounds like a dream because 25 more years years of having to work <laughs> every day every day girl i'm fine i mean death is scary and shit but like you know listen but you don't know it right i don't know it but like it gives me a little tingle in my stomach you know what i'm saying <laughs> uh, <laughs> but listen uh, y'all want to live till 90 years old you live till 90 years old 90 years old i've seen what 90 year old can look like if we especially in this healthcare yeah. system so you enjoy you know what baby girl you enjoy it my girl's uh grandma's <laughs> like 94 oh yeah my grandma was, the, I don't remember if she was 90 or she was, just said she was 90 when she died. And it's, it's questionable. Um, 
But I will say that it's nice to have conversations that are passionate. You don't always agree with each other, but when you're having them online with strangers and it's just like all fucking emotion and just like you're not seeing eye to eye and like there's nothing there to even connect you to, it's so frustrating. But when when you have a conversation with someone where you might not necessarily agree, but there's a place of, there's a feeling of like, I care about you. Sure. Yeah. 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 Like I, I don't want to hurt you. So like let both it's, it's, you're both shifting and pivoting and moving to like not hurt each other, but also say what you're thinking. And then really try to from a positive intent, really trying to tailor it and figure it out so that it makes sense to a person that you legitimately care about and you care about, not yeah. hurting and not making them feel a certain way. So I think it makes it makes you a little bit more empathetic to what you're saying because you see how it affects someone that you care about. You know? Like when you say weightest things, girl, I feel like I'm really <laughs> Like your, your your eyelids, girl? Girl, yesterday we were saying <laughs> my fat eyelids, bitch. I just call them fat, girl. I said heavy, they look heavy. Heavy. Yesterday we were saying I was saying how funny it would be, you know, like when you go to the light and you click the thing and it says wait. Wait, wait. Oh my God. And I wanted to do a, if there, on Vine too. I wanted me and Nikki. I'm triggered by this. I wanted to be standing there while it yells, wait at me. <laughs> just like, like, I just want to do a series of like things that like probably aren't meant to be waited. That could definitely but I'm just be a scene like, in a, like a movie where like, you know, a girl finds out she's actually like obese wait, now and wait, she like decides to wait. walk yeah, home. Yeah, everything she passes. Yeah, everything, everything is she just passes. Like, wait. It's like he- everything's got the word heavy on it or like, you know, like big load on the back of trucks or whatever. Wide like load. every everything is like everything is just like, yo, what the fuck is the universe doing? Yeah. Yeah. Girl, maybe I'll include that one day. Maybe I'll write a screenplay. I was telling Hazel, I was hanging out with Hazel Hayes the other day and I was saying how because she's really good at like writing shit and she's like working on all this stuff and scripts and whatever and film is like her world and i was like i after the experience with my dad because there was a day where we were high and i started freaking out because i was like holy shit if my mom gets divorced i'm next of kin oh my god am i gonna gonna have to handle his funeral he's gonna be in a fucking unmarked tin box (laughs) like what like um i was having a conversation with her i was like it would be so funny because some of I really do enjoy movies where it's like the like someone dies. <laughs> it sounds really fucked up. Someone dies and the family has to come back together. Yep, yep. You know, like the awkward it's conversation. Trope. It's great. But like I love the idea of like a kid who is disowned having to plan the funeral of the parent that disowned them. Mm. And coming home to that and like all of the emotions it brings up, all of the relationships that it affected that like up until that moment you haven't had the conversation, all the humor that I think is in that. Like I'm starting as I'm getting older I mean, I think I have a dark sense of humor in general, but like I'm starting to find a lot more humor in things mm-hmm. um, because you just start to realize that things are a little bit more temporary than you think mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and how ridiculous it all is. Um, but I think that'd be such a good, such a good screenplay. What the fuck? Oh, yeah. Oh. Should I turn the sound on? Oh, it's great, girl. <laughs> what? What white nonsense is this? Yeah, no, literally, I saw someone post it, and they were like, white people. <laughs> That's European people, I feel oh, like. <laughs> oh, well, after this is done, I want to show you a video about a donkey that made me cry. It's so good. Everyone go to my Facebook, facebook.com slash Megaton. This is a video right, about girl, a donkey that made me feel. I'm going to wrap it up, girl. I'm going to wrap it like this dick. Listen. Ooh. Listen. I'm listening. 
Uh, if you like the podcast, you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, or Stitcher Radio. Those three words, by the way, are so hard for me to say with my, my fucking speech impediment. Little, it's so baby, baby list. I like that I've just embraced the speech impediment now and like my inability to speak very quickly sometimes on People Keep Talking because I yeah. leave a lot of it in, my weird tongue things that I do. Uh, it's all <laughs> yeah. in there now. It's just Let's weird. wrap it up, Beavs. Come on. <laughs> But I like them I so much. I miss them. Um, listen, we got a Patreon. You can go to patreon.com slash adventures remaining, or you can go to adventures and 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 find all of our links and our goodies. We got Amelia Duncan. Amelia Duncan wants us. Listen, this is what you're about to do. You're about to open your fucking phone. You're about to go to Instagram. I don't care if you don't have Instagram, you're going to start an Instagram. You're going to follow Simon the Adventure underscore cat. Okay, that's Simon the Adventure underscore cat. We don't like cats. It's a lovely rescue kitty who enjoys going on adventures, bitch. Adventures and roommating, adventures and catting, bitch. Okay, Simon the Adventure Gotta underscore cat. Got to pat that pussy, right, Beebs? Underscore cat. Go pat that pussy. If you don't, if you don't go tap that pussy, tippy tap. Then I'm blocking you. Uh, we got just Jessica Jones Landon. We got Carlos. Too many A's. Too many A's. Too many A's. <laughs> <laughs> too many C's. Too many R's. And too many everything else's Qurans. And we got Samantha. The truth is out there vetting. We got Gina. Um, you can get back surgery for $600 with a gold plan through Kaiser Permanente. Wartman. We got Priscilla Queen of the Desert Ramirez. And we have Eric, you know, not me, no. It's time for the talking. And Troy Savon, by the way, I met this little motherfucker when he was 13 years old. He said Michael Buckley and I were his favorite YouTubers. And now he's on fucking SNL as their musical guest. And this music video is so sexy. Is it? Dancing. And it makes me a little uncomfortable to say that because I met him when he was so young. But like, he looks so good. This How fucking old is he walking. now? He could be, I don't know, 19 maybe? I don't even know. He'll always be 13 in my head. This walking, where he's like walking in this... First of all, any music video that starts off with like, be careful, you might have a seizure. You know it's about to go the fuck in. Yeah, it's very... This is beautiful. I also... This reminds me so much of Betty Who. It reminds me so much of Betty Who. So I, I wonder if like the same producers are working on this stuff. But good for him, dude. I'm so proud of you, Troy. Fuck it up. Um... Okay, we got our tuckening. Codier, Sam Broder, Presley G, Ricardo Brajas, Delia Adams, Jason Gonzalez, Becca Murray, Mandy Arthur, Pup Tana, Kyle Eakey, Dylan Waterbury, Katie Anthony Hood, and Kyle Englishman. And if I didn't read your name, it's because you're not right with your lord or your credit card provider. He's 22. 22? He's from God, South damn. Africa. I met him and his dad. They were so Man, nice. I thought he was American. No, no, no. He's South Africa, then he resides in Australia. Yeah, he's an actor. He was in stuff. He was in stuff when I met him. Um, oh my god he's Oh he was so, already like an actor When you met him He was in like uh, He played some kid in something And I remember uh, I don't remember What it was called But right, good well, for him Where can people find you Beebs? You can find me at Megan Tonjes Or you could just Follow Troy Savat on Twitter And tell him that you know me Yeah do that You can find me at Keith WA Crew on Twitter uh, Keith without a crew Everywhere else Yeah And uh, good night Goodbye Goodbye